so we're finally here performing for you you know sketch watch play you can join in too here's where it gets funky as rare departs and the series recovers after falling apart huh sketch watch Sketch Watch Play has three words, so that part doesn't work. Huh. We are Sketch Watch Play, a pop culture podcast every four weeks, talking movies, TV, cartoons, video games, and everything that comes with those. Uh, with the exception of two parts like this, this episode should go up a week after the first part. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and most third-party podcast apps and directories. If you want to send us feedback or topic suggestions, you can email us at sketchwatchplay at gmail.com. And if you enjoy what you hear, you can support the show both by leaving positive reviews on iTunes or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash behind. That's B-E-H-O-N. Uh, pledges of $3 and up will get thoroughly early access to future episodes. I am John Flurry, and I am joined today once again by guest host and brother from the same mother, Patrick Flurry. Patrick, how are you? Ugh, well, I was doing fine, and then I heard the Sketch Watch Play version of the DK rap, so now I'm doing... The SWP rap, I'm going to call it. Yeah, so now I'm now I'm kind of having a hard time. I wish I could have found a way to well. screen cap your face while doing that, but uh, I don't that was think fun... I to see my horror. Uh, well, well... Well, no, I'm not going to do any more raps. I was going to say I had opportunity, but I won't do that to you. Uh, but that was a fun first part we had. Yeah, I think it was so fun that we it got away from us and we realized we had a lot more we wanted to talk about. Yeah, and I'm glad we do because I feel like this whole section part is going to be a lot more peaks and valleys if we're looking at the DK franchise. Um, I think a lot got... more valleys than peaks, if I'm being honest. Oh, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to talk. <laughs> uh, but looking back, worst we had was DK3, which wasn't which even I love. No, no, no. Donkey Kong 3, not Country. Stanley oh, the Bug. no, that's true. Sorry. You do not love that, I remember. No, I um, don't really. So, real quick, we did want to... I think originally I was planning to either not have an interest segment or to maybe talk Final Fantasy VII, but I need more time with that remake. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to make another bad joke. Something came in the way. Ooh. Mournful, uh-huh. moody Nirvana cover. Uh, DC fan don't happen. Gonna be? Is this is this episode going to be these kind of bits? The I think I'll stop time. now. I think I'll stop oh, now. But God. I, I'm so happy that you're reacting that way, though. Uh, DC fandom happened, and there was one clear MVP for me. But there were a lot. There were a lot more announcements than I was expecting. This was this had a lot more substance than I expected. What were your takeaways on it? If you are justice. So I think, you know, the I think the biggest thing for most people was the new Batman trailer. But I think the thing that I saw that made me most excited was probably the new Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League trailer. When it got to the end of that trailer and you realized why you're going to kill the Justice League, that changes things a bit. Yeah, and I mean, I still don't have a very clear idea of what what brought the justice league to this point, but I just think there's something particularly delightful about the look on King shark's face. Like when, when like Superman's like eyes start lighting up again, that I'm just like, I am excited to play this game. Yeah. Well, there were a couple, uh, there were more than one game announcement. Did did you hear about uh, Gotham Knights? Yeah. I'm psyched about Gotham Knights. I, I guess I haven't done as much reading about it as I kind of have about the other stuff. So I don't know if it's set in the same like Arkham universe or not. It, okay. They were confusing about that, especially considering how similar it looks. Um, I think actually, Suicide Squad is the Arkham universe. Okay, interesting. I think they kind of want Rock City to have it still hands. I guess not. Well, they didn't always feel that way because the company developing Gotham Knights did Arkham Origins, 
which I think one of the reasons that, that game was made was because Arkham Knight took a long time. Yeah, I'm just excited about, I think, you know, kind of what I what I think of as, like, the Avengers effect, which is just that, like, the, the more, like, lesser-known superheroes that get added kind of along the way, yeah. um, the more we're going to get these, like, more... Uh, games that are that are not like you know the sa- I feel like you know the from the eighties to early thousands we had like the same four superheroes were allowed to have games yep. about them and that yep. was about it and I'm I'm really enjoying kind of seeing these I never thought we'd get a Gotham Knights kind of game where we don't have any of what we call you know the usual like A listers in there um, except for maybe Nightwing, depending on who you are um, but uh, yeah I'm super excited about it I think it looks very cool and I like I. I, I like the character designs, and I thought the character reveal trailer was very cool. Yeah, and what was else was I going to say? So they, they have revealed some details, um, and there is a gameplay video of Gotham Knights. I haven't watched all of it. The one thing they're going to have in common is that they are there is going to be online co-op, but it's going to be optional. So the way it's going to work is in both of them, you'll you'll pick one of these four characters. I think Gotham Knights, you will maybe have one person possibly join in, or you can do it solo. Um, and that can, you know, can be either AI or, co- or online co-op. Suicide Squad sounds cool. So you'll pick one of those four. So it's confirmed. It's Harley, Killer Croc, uh, Captain Boomerang. And was that Deadshot? I think you mean King Shark. And yes. King Shark. King Croc. I'm mixing up my, uh, there is no King Croc. He's Killer Croc. What am I saying? King Croc is probably, what, King Croc is probably what some ignorant adults call King K. Rule. Cause that's, that's exactly right. Like. So it all ties in. It all, it all connects. Share universe. Uh, and that was the plan the whole time. So conquers in the same universe as Suicide Squad makes sense, which I've always said actually makes perfect sense. But um, so the way that will work is you'll be able to you'll pick one of them and all four of them will go into this, these missions. Maybe it'll be open world. I don't know if they've said that yet. There's, they're not showing gameplay, and it's two years away. Uh, it'll do the same thing with the online, but except unlike uh, Gotham Knights, all four will be in the game at the same time, and you'll be able to switch between them at will. Mm-hmm. Which is what the uh, FF Seven remake did, where you use the D pad and switch between. You know, the others will be kind of controlled, and you can just pick your guy of choice, which is a nice compromise, I think, since the big yeah, problem we have awesome. when, when you have AI partners is, man, this AI partner is being so dumb. I wish I could just do it for them. <laughs> so now, because you know there will be scenarios where it's like, okay, King Shark is best for this, Boomerang is best for this, so I'll switch them and do it myself. Yeah. And uh, it's confirmed for the next generation, too. Both of them are, so it's going to be neat to see how, because Arkham Knight looked gorgeous. And Yeah, I, th- I think it looked beautiful. I think, uh, you know, we didn't really see any... Gameplay. gameplay stuff from the Suicide Squad game, um, but the the tone it set was very cool, and I got excited about that. And Rock said he has a very good track record, so I'm not forgive me for not being particularly worried. It's been a yeah. long time since Arkham Knight too, so they've been working on this game for a while. So I'm 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 hopeful. And you were saying you don't know what's going on with Justice League, but did you see the big octopus at the beginning? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's Brainiac. It's oh. a big mech thing, and I think it has the dots on its forehead. And I think Superman's eyes were glowing the same color as it. So maybe the idea is that Brainiac. Oh, I missed that. I, did, I only did a quick watch of the trailer, but I, I, I think that's that would make sense. Yeah, I'm curious. To see, I'm guessing he'll be the big bad, but I'm curious to see how if they'll handle him a different way than Injustice Two did, which was a good story and a good Brainiac. Yeah. Um, now there is one other one particular movie, but did you want to talk about any of the other non-bat movie trail trailers or clips? Because uh, I only watched uh, Suicide Squad's cast role. Which is no, I, I I watched the Suicide Squad cast roll, which I think is so funny uh, because they, I think they made it kind of clear 
I think so many of those people are are not big parts of the movie. I think this this cast is truly going to have like a true Suicide Squad. Like, yeah. I think we're I think we're going to lose half those people. Over Polka the dot man of this is movie. not long for this world. Yeah, um, I do find it hilarious that. Do you recognize some of the characters from the comics? Because you're you're a resident. You read more comics than me and most of us. I there was I I I've read more of the comics here, but the, a lot of them are are you know kind of off to the side characters. Yeah. Like I know Nathan Fillion's playing somebody who I saw who I who I've read something of before, and I can't even remember his name. It's like Arm Fall Off Boy or something. <laughs> um, and his turn your eyelids I mean, inside out, boy. Yeah, his 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 character ability it's is like truly boy. like he can rip off his limbs and like attack people with them, um, <laughs> and that's like his ability. Um, that's great. And and then like Polka Dot Man. I don't know outside of like when he was like first created, who was like, you know, polka dots had different abilities. Some of them were like flying saucerish. Some of them were like, like spinning saw blades. Some of I, them were. I only know about him because he's part of that joke in, in Lego Batman where Joker name drops like everyone. Crazy Quilt, Eraser, Orca. <laughs> Crazy Quilt, Eraser, Polka Dot Man, Mime, Tarantula, King Cut, Orca, Killer Moth, March Harriet, Zodiac Master, Gentleman Ghost, Clock King, Calendar Man, Kite Man, Cat Man, Zebra Man, and the Condiment King. Okay, are you making some of those up? Nope, they're all real. Well, it feels like they're uh, doing, I mean, it's it's kind of been fun lately with a lot of the DC, uh, some of the better uh, DC titles coming out now, how they're embracing kind of the the weird older characters. Yeah. Like the Harley Quinn animated show does an unbelievable job of bringing in a Just bunch to watch. of random characters. They do. Uh, they've they've made Kite Man a main character on the show, <laughs> and he is just unbelievably and funny and well utilized. And we both enjoyed Birds of Prey. I feel like to moviegoers, uh, Black Black uh, Canary and Huntress are pretty deep cuts. Yeah, I think the only uh, for for like the non the non comic fan out there, like the only times they would have been acquainted with those is I know the Arrowverse, like that the okay, uh, yeah. has has versions of both of those characters that have appeared. Black Canary was also in uh, Injustice and the Justice League cartoon, which is how I know her mm-hmm. and how I know she's married with kids to Green Arrow. They mentioned getting a babysitter when they head out to fight Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, um, yep, I believe. But- that the character was killed off pretty early in the Arrowverse, but I don't Ooh. really remember. I kind of fell off, fell off that. Yeah, but yeah, movie movie trailers. I still haven't watched. I'm I'm not that interested in Black Adam for whatever reason. Even though I like Shazam, it just feels a little redundant. Wonder Woman, I'm excited for. I just at this point, it's just like, are they ever going to release this damn thing? Yeah, um, they, they, they seem to just be waiting for theaters to come back. Unfortunately, the one thing that I was like, gosh, I hope this isn't what happens, because um, I don't like this like trope in superhero movies or like whatever. Where like there's like a cool, interesting villain set up, like Kristen Wiig, and she's like getting these powers, and it's like, oh great, she's like getting these powers, but like by the end of the movie, she's like not even herself anymore. Oh, she's, she like, goes some crazy. Kind of, like, she, well, she's like she's like a full beast, like that we saw her uh, at the end of the movie, and she's like a. a I, I full saw the gif of, of her. Lady. Yeah, and I was Looking like, like oh, kinda, Yeah, it looks dumb. It looks silly. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't thinking they were literally going to do that. Yeah, and they really did, and it looks it it seems to look stupid. Yeah, well, we will see. But uh, no, look, there's. I told you, like, you texted me, I, I didn't watch the whole, I didn't watch it live, I was just watching clips that they came out, and I went to bed pretty early that night and woke up to a text from me talking about, so yeah, it looks like Riddler will be the main villain going by the Batman trailer, and I was like, the, the what trailer? Like, the Batman wasn't out of my mind at all. Not that I wasn't interested in it, but I was like, it's so early along, It's post- they postponed foaming to a fall because of COVID, they're not going to have anything. No, the first trailer is here, and I got up, and 
this is the first time I've been on a high from a trailer in some time. This movie looks incredible. Yeah, I think it looks very, very interesting. I think it's kind of a uh, cool tone to set. I uh, am always thrilled when I see a, like a trailer set to a, a Nirvana, Nirvana song. Yeah, you're saying that. Um, I love. But I, then I also think that it was just like the the kind of the slow build to the trailer, like made it very, very cool. And something about like the Riddler's like childlike scrawl on that piece of it's creepy. Uh, paper is super creepy. I've heard people comparing it to like. It's like a David Fincher movie, like Seven. Like, and have you heard yeah. about the genre that they're approaching it as? It's kind of a neo noir, right? It is. I love this Matt Reeves, and I I like this director. He did some of the uh, Planet of the Apes movies, which I know you're mixed on, but I think really good. He also did the original Cloverfield. I love them on on the whole. I thought they just uh, not, but they think they, they, they were great. They didn't think they were great. Yeah, that's fine. But he also did the original Cloverfield, which I thought had a simple story but was really well directed. And, I like the original one, yeah. Yeah, the original. And he, I haven't seen it, but he did Let Me In, which was the remake of Let the White Run In that I heard was actually very good. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but he's a capable director, and they've got a capable cast. And if if they have the, a capable script, then I think we're in for some, something. Like, this looks like the movie I've been hoping for since Nolan left. Uh, if it, Though, if anything, the one... What are some takeaways you have in terms of the looks or... Or what the teases we're getting. Because I love the fact that this looks to have a very similar tone to the known stuff. But visually, it is more heightened. It is more stylized. Every shot looks beautiful. Yeah, I think it's like, it's instead of like the early Burton ones where they did like the over-the-top gothic architecture oh, yeah, everywhere. Very they're doing like an over-the-top contrast in like lighting in this show to like uh, this movie to make it like very dark and light uh, things that we're seeing in the trailer. I thought it looked very, very cool. But I love the little details that we see that kind of make Batman kind of like more of a human being in it like even the small things like when we see him uh kind of crouch down in like the rain uh we see like the smeared eye makeup around People his eyes that we that, know that he, he has, to wear. has to wear that and the, and the movies have never addressed that till now yeah and it's just like it's, it's little details like that that are like uh like oh we're, we're like addressing like the actual mechanics that are going into this mm-hmm. um and you know i i've said from the beginning i'm pretty psyched on robert pattinson for the role i think he's going to be a cool choice i'm psyched to see him in tenet i haven't seen it yet but um it'll be out soon yeah, it'll be out soon. I think, uh, you know, overall they they've they've kind of snared me with this this casting though. In general, they yeah. set themselves with, uh, on a real good foot. I mean, Paul Dano, he's I, a creepy is guy awesome. in general. He's like a mix of he's kind of like Killian Murphy. He's a good mix of handsome and creepy. Yeah, I think he's got. I think it's. I think it's going to really really work well. And I don't know if that if the character we saw in the trailer with like the 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 tape and the goggles is our riddler then i think we're in for something yeah. pretty cool i mean i'm just i'm just thinking it's gonna be neat to see an, a, a more serious take on riddler because i know the jim carrey forever version has its fans but it's a very different take i mean i'm i'm a fan of jim carrey and batman forever in the sense that it's like it's it's great classic jim carrey is it really the riddler that that's, i that, that's want? what i mean not that's really I mean. yeah we've um, never gotten it's, it's we eventually like, we got because that was that had a bad two-face but we got a great two-face in dark knight so now it's gonna yeah. get a Good tradition Riddler. And I saw some people pointing out, did you notice the owl insignia on the letter? I did see that. So I'm wondering, I mean, I don't know if you read any of the... I have heard about f- the Court of Owls. I know they're kind of like an Illuminati yeah. kind of thing. The New 52, when it started, which was like the, for anybody listening who doesn't know, the New 52 was like a big reboot. republication, reboot of, a, of every single comic series that uh, DC owned um, that I think happened seven or eight years ago now. But the first big Batman story... For I think the like uh, Detective Comics Batman series and that was like the Court of Owls series and it is 
I will say it is super good. And if you've got the time, go yeah. back and read it. It is awesome. So a couple things I'm hearing. Um, they kind of give me the same vibe. I know they're they're not one to one. Wait, that was for Gotham Knights, right? Or was that they're for... actually they are confirmed for got to be part of Gotham Knights? Like the yeah, I see they they they're in the trailer pretty heavily. Yeah, they're going to be the big. Uh, vil- I think they said they're not going to be the only villains, but they may be the main ones. Okay. Uh, right now, nothing's confirmed for the Batman, but it's been pointed out like they want to make it a trilogy if it's if it's received well enough. So it's very possible they may just tease them like they did Joker and Batman Begins. Like, let's yeah. say that uh, Riddler was part of them or something, or was drawing. I think that would make sense. I think that would also, like, be a pretty easy build to yeah, pull, yeah. pull I, off. Yeah, I do hope they try not to save too much for a sequel in case this thing doesn't take off, but, but you know, it'll have its fans. I'd be shocked if it doesn't, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I just, I mean, I just want to be, if it's good enough, then. Also, um, I wasn't familiar with Zoe Kravitz other than her name. But I looked her up after this trailer in the casting, and, like, she's got a naturally sly expression. You ever notice that? You didn't watch Big Little Lies? No. Dude. I don't watch much, you know? Uh, Big but, Little Lies? But... What do you mean you don't watch much? The show is called Sketch Watch Play. Well, you watch I, I watch a lot of stuff. I watch selectively, <laughs> Patrick. Selectively. <laughs> That is, that is nonsense. You've seen all of Bobobo like 40 times. Yes, but Bobo is a masterpiece. Like, I won't watch Big Little Lies. Yes, but Bobo is a masterpiece. Not many shows can be, you know? That's going <laughs> to yeah. be an episode someday. I just have to figure out who's going to be willing to do it. But, yeah, it's um, not going to be me. No, don't worry. It won't. Uh, but long story short, the Batman looks very solid. The games look very solid. Cheetah, not so much, but we'll see how not the movie. Much. We'll see how the movie goes out. It turns out, and I'm I'm excited for the Suicide Squad too. And real quick, uh, Weasel is that a character you're familiar with? I'm not, but I'm excited to see Sean Gunn making just, his way back in. It just cracks me up. Like is every, is every movie that James Gunn make, makes, he's going to be like, all right, you're going to be in the movie, Sean, mocapping this this rodent. And I know he's but in. He actually gets to be the voice this time. That'd be nice, especially if it, if they like kill him early on. Then that maybe it'll be easier for him to go like, don't get don't get a celebrity or something. Or let let Sean do this because Sean Gunn is a talented actor. I, he's the guy who made me cry at the end of Guardians too when with his on screen character. I mean, he does a pretty unbelievable job in the Guardians movies. I think just with the 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 mocap. If you watch any of the behind the scenes featurettes, yeah. it's particularly cool. He deserves more credit. Um, Agreed. But real quick, I'm going to open up. You know, we did the uh, the watch together. mm Hmm. I'm going to copy that copy paste one for you again. Sounds good. So tell me when it's ready. You'll get a side view of Cartoon DK when it's fully loaded. Oh God. <laughs> Put your opinions right, right on the table. I don't, I'm not, I'm not hiding any of my opinions on this. All, All right. right first, see. first. So we talked a lot of amazing stuff with, uh, with Donkey Kong the last time, like the impact the original arcade games had, how the original arcade game and Game Boy game hold up, and then, you know, all of it, like, fawning over the country trilogy, because we do think those are some really quality platforming, amazing atmosphere and 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 technology behind it, great level design. I've said, on, put on record now, Donkey Kong Country 2 is my favorite game ever. You're just, saying all this nice stuff, and I'm staring at this screen grab, and yeah. I'm just pissed off yeah well you know hashtag not my donkey Kong. if you're talking this uh Whoa. now when i was a kid i because like i said my imagination was running wild and i was already into cartoons and stuff i imagined a movie or show like some sort of cartoon about donkey Kong being made for years i'm like it was a perfect fit the cons could go on adventures the kremlings and animal blaze could act crazy and you know what, are, what what's going to happen what they run into all these fun character interactions and i read about this show which just to show you how weird this all gets so donkey kong originally made in japan donkey kong country made in uh the uk 
Donkey Kong Country the cartoon, filmed in French and dubbed in Canadian English. <sighs> Lost in translation. Uh, I read about this a good year before it hit the states due to those Canadian origins, and, and it was that it was it started it aired over there for like two, three, I guess two years before it aired here, and it aired on Fox Family, which is, I think is now went to ABC Family and is now Freeform, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, and we got I then we so they didn't have to only do family programming anymore. Yeah, yeah. serendipitously, it, I lined up with when we first got cable around that time. I remember because that's when shows I loved like. Uh, uh, I think was, oh yeah it was nineteen eighty like Cartoon Network was taking off so like Ed and Eddie and Powerpuff Girls and a lot of classic stuff you gotta do a Toonami episode I'd love to yeah I didn't know you were interested in that yes I would love to um, but I anyway to recap some Toonami stuff but uh, besides that yeah but this we're not talking Toonami quality here uh, right but and uh, so we finally got this and I liked it at first but it wore me over time because I was like this is nothing like the game these voices do not fit how I imagined. The designs are way off, and why is everyone singing? It was it was one of those things that you just like so desperately <laughs> wanted to, to like. I remember when I was in high school, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie yeah, came that out, was disappointing. and I was so desperate to like it that I told everyone it was like the greatest movie because I loved the book so much. I like I like convinced people to see it and I like was like talking it up and everybody who did was like dude this is not very good I think it's, yeah it's and an okay movie it's it a bad me, adaptation it took me years to like see it as like not a good movie and this is like I think us as kids this was like a shining example of that like we watched it all yeah no it's like, Donkey Kong look even while I was watching it as a kid I was like does this maybe suck? This feels <laughs> like it sucks, but it can't. It's it can't. Donkey Kong. It's, look, they're calling him Donkey Kong. He's talking about bananas. Yeah, just, He's got a tie. All my friends are here. It can't possibly suck. <laughs> First off, the CGI is very dated and often ugly. Twenty and down, 20 weird, years. like weird, like very like smushed a lot of the time. And the Kong's facial expressions are very. Uh, uh, the Kongs bizarre. look creepy. Like it looks so creepy. Like not not just like the, the the designs are way off. Like the proportions, uh, the facial structure and stuff like that. Like, um. So here's the thing. If because I I highly recommend. We've had Generation Animation on here a couple times, and one of my favorite episodes of theirs ever. It's it's back in like 2014. They reviewed this show and they were in pain. Our past guest Tyler Monterno, he went off when they got to BlusterCon. He just something in him snapped and he started ranting for like a minute about everything. His name was Bluster. His name was fucking Bluster. <laughs> Fuck everything about Bluster Kong. <laughs> his name? Fuck his character? Fuck his mustache? Fuck his face? Fuck his design? Every The stupidest thing I have ever seen. I could not watch scenes with that character on the screen because he disturbed me to no end. He looked... It's really scary, like a nightmare creature. It is, is, there was something up with his face, like there was pieces missing of his face, that stupid mustache. And then whenever like he was on screen, like his dead eyes, like he would often be there just standing there not talking and his dead eyes just staring <laughs> out. It Boring into my soul. And I love, they summed it up two great things. Tyler summed it up like, this is a show where the animation is so bad, it's jarring. And yes, yes. <laughs> and Felipe summed up the animation. The characters, I don't think they can sit still. <laughs> so there's like a weird thing where like 
look at all the joints of the characters and the way like their arms move. They look so creepy and uh, uh, they clip not- and jitter like a PS2 game. Yeah, it was like in a in a world where we had like. I mean, what year was this? We'd seen Toy Story already. It was a year like, after it, Toy Story, and I know it was a TV budget, but I know I want to give you tell you one thing that explains the not sitting still and maybe some of the jury movement. This was one of the first uses of mocap, especially on in TV. So it was excuse me. The show was mocapped. At least the first season was. That's why everybody's moving so much. I'm not joking. That sucks. Uh, it that was, but it was freaking sucks. Very, that was very elaborate and cutting edge for the time. The problem is, we got Gollum five years later and never looked back. Oh my god, that's awful, man. And even as a kid, I could tell their technical limits because you only had a finite amount of environments, which bummed me out. Like, okay, so you get the jungle and you get the snow and you get a pirate ship, but like, uh, where's oh yeah, the temple? There was a temple. It looked like shit. So they, but uh, and, and even beyond that, do you remember? How, did you ever notice how they would recycle the character models for like a side or one-off characters? Like, oh, it's Eddie the Yeti. No, it's not. It's yeah, Donkey Kong. No, it's just Donkey Kong, but he's white. Oh, it's Kung Fu. No, it's not. It's Bluster. You put an Asian headband on him and. And why was Bluster there? Why did they create this really douchey, hideous-looking, obnoxious... Like, he doesn't fit. He breaks the rule that you gotta have a two-syllable that ends in E. He's not Blusty Kong. Um, That's true. And he's a creep to Candy. Like, there's some stuff in this that doesn't hold up. Like, in the first episode, she tries to give him, he has to give her, like, a cake. And she's like, reject it. I'm watching my figure. And he goes, don't bother. I'm watching it for you. Ugh. Um, but I, I, I can't sucks. give Candy slack. Candy is a bitch in this show. I don't know. I think they were going for a strong, independent thing, but she gets mad at DK over the uh, like the smallest things, like the episode where oh my god, the episode. So there's a, there is a DK reanimate going on uh, that I contributed to. Uh, will hopefully oh, come no. out someday. And it's an episode where K Rule decides to frame DK for a bunch of things, so they so the friends hate him. Which the natural next step is can't is no cranky going. I'm banishing you to the mountains. Go live in the snow forever. Which vivid stream. But, so something that just bummed me out a lot, I need you to know, yeah. is that I assumed that besides the couple of clips I watched in preparation for this show, I had forgotten everything from this. But you hadn't. Um, and the moment you said K. Rule framed Donkey Kong, I was like, oh yeah, and he gets that's... banished to the mountain. And I was like, oh god, I, I hate that that's still taking up some space <laughs> in the library of my brain. You can remember math or like important you're like, yeah. numbers. Yeah, oh my god, but I would... Give to no algebra still, but, uh, uh, but no, this is the crap that's still in there. But one, his his plots for candy is that he throws a banana peel on the ground. She slips on it. She assumes DK did it and breaks up with him. That's the show's God, logic. No, no one. It's just like no one. It doesn't. Th- 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 and that's really what the entire show feels like. The entire show feels like nobody in the room tried at all there like, is, it was it, like it is it was like the worst first idea best story idea progression get it out the I've, door. Ever, I've ever seen a show and do you remember okay now here's the thing that i didn't realize as a kid but as, a, as an adult i'm like oh my god how did this happen do you remember what they did to uh get mad get a mad, get dixie mad at him i bet you i'm gonna remember in Fresh a second show, it turned no. out to be a great imitator so they're sitting on a log after oh Kenny my god up. i hated this too and crushes starts hitting on dixie in dk's voice going lay a lip lock on me dixie doodle and meanwhile, we got a close-up of Dixie. Dixie got shafted hard. Her face is hideous. And it's just her going, like, uh, might as well. But it's meant to be that she's horrified. And everything about it is so uncomfortable. Because I'm like, do you not know that pedophilia is a thing, writers? What What is this? Do you remember? Did your kid, like, ever met and be like, man, I wonder what they would sound like if they talked? Oh, DK would be all, like, tough, but, but kind of dopey. And Diddy would be, like, a kid or something. No. 
No, Diddy is DK is going to sound like I heard people compare it to Chris Rock, but then I heard a more apt comparison. He sounds like Kill Mitchell. Huh. Sounds a lot like Kel, and it's I too. Guess, but he sounds like a like a doofier Kel. But he well, either way, it's it's too high pitched. It's too young sounding. It it doesn't. Yeah. They certainly keep that he's strong and a dumbass, but it's just it does it doesn't fit. It like that. You know what? I can hear that voice coming out of Funky. Yeah. Like, because I've come to call Funk, nickname Funky 90s Kong. Like, he's when you play the country games, you look at him and go, oh, I know when this was made. He's a surfer yeah, dude. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and so it's like in this, oh, we'll make him Jamaican. Though I guess other than that and him being yellow, he's pretty accurate, but whatever. Um, and so we'll give DK a, a bizarre voice and we'll give Diddy one of the most annoying voices you've ever heard. We'll get a middle-aged oh guy to come in and go, oh, hey, big buddy. Oh, I hated that that you just did. Uh, um, well, although very accurate, actually. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, though, if we're talking. Are good we going to watch this piece of crap? Yes. So here is a duet between DK and Diddy. And I want to also highlight they got a different actor for DK's singing voice, which I noticed as a kid because it's way deeper. But I think it just highlights how awful uh, Diddy's voice is and how what a legit talent Donkey's singing voice is. You ready? Oh, God. All right. The setup is that Diddy's invisible and singing about how much fun he's going to have. When Cranky learns you're messing with the coconut this way, ha, I'll be sneaking into another movie matinee. Oh my <laughs> god, he doesn't even sing, did he? He like speaks terribly. Wait. Here we go. The camera is this entire song. <laughs> it's having a stroke. DK is it's either from. Uh, the side where it's shooting an invisible ditty, which means you're seeing nothing and the camera is just shaking back and forth at a tire swing. Mm-hmm. Or it's Donkey Kong doing the same weird arm movements and just the camera is shaking left and right. And that is how lazy this is. Nothing yeah. else happens. And I really do want to touch on, I think this was the killing blow for me. Like, it's a musical and... The some songs are genuinely catchy. I do have an ironic uh, collection of MP3s of the show. I'm going to delete that. No, I'm not. Uh, but many of them are pure cringe, and almost all of them come out of nowhere. Like somebody will just say something, and all of a sudden the music goes da 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 da. All start. It's like almost comedic. You know what? It almost makes me think of the time that I did music, and it went something like this. I can be a ghost. Oh my god, Diddy's voice is stressful. <laughs> it's gonna give you anxiety. Oh my god, he just said he wants to pretend to be a ghost and like harass Candy while he's like invisible. Oh, Diddy, Diddy is, a, is a dick in this show. Oh. That's the other thing, it wasn't King K. Rule, it was King Rule. Why? Why? I be- so I actually have a theory about this. I think the people making this show were like, you know who's stupid? Kids. They will not get that... K. Rule's name is like cruel, so we'll just say cruel slowly. But you're not even saying it right. Then it would be cruel. Oh, it's this show is yeah. somewhat of a guilty pleasure for me. I'm gonna admit both because just how bizarre the stuff we're talking about is, and some sometimes when it's just characters clipping to each other, there's some good stuff. But the story is the stories are bad. The animation is bad. The voices don't fit. The songs are bad. It is. It's bad. You know, I actually, I, I got to tell you, I don't feel similarly. I thought that I was going to go into this being like, you know, a guilty pleasure. This show's actually no. got some fun stuff to it. I went back and I watched some clips and I just watched this fucking terrible song <laughs> you just made me watch. And I am 
only angry. This is um, mutation all over again. Yeah, it just it just makes me so so sad. So, but let's try something to make it a little less sad. But I'm not even talking about the games. So first off, so I, I'm actually been thinking because we know Nintendo is getting back into the spinoff media because this wasn't the only show they did it with. Uh, Pokemon was good, you know. Kirby was pretty good. The Mario cartoons are really bad too. I gotta say, don't don't rewatch those if you haven't already. I didn't really have an attachment to those because I didn't really watch those okay, as a kid. Those weren't they're really bad. Um, I don't have big attachments to them. I remember them being. Very weird. They are. But, uh, you know, the, we know they're getting back in the game of spinoffs finally. There's going to be that Mario Illumination movie at some point. Uh, there's probably going to be more beyond that. So I think there is a legitimate possibility we could see another DK cartoon. And I just want to ask, if they ever did one, what is something, like, what's, uh, like, anything you'd you'd want? What would you, like, if you got a hand of the reins, what would your goal, what kind of show you'd want to be? What, what would for, that be? For Donkey Kong Country? Or Donkey Kong in general, but yeah. I mean, I like, ideally... It would be like a, like a fun, like kind of like more epic quest show where yeah. it's like where where there is like one large mission where like you know I I think it's you know travel it's the land okay like a game say like, yeah to like to like say like I want it to be a little bit more like the game like I would love to you know start a thing where like you know Cranky is kidnapped for some reason and like they all have to like go out across the land to like you know fight this thing and like because by the way zero animal buddies in the cartoon that pissed me off as a kid well they would have had to design an animal and nobody was going to put in that effort you can't mo we can't mocap a rhino are you crazy but i i think in my mind i kind of want like you know i think a donkey kong series like tv series is still better than a movie Um, yeah yeah i agree as an idea um i think a mario movie would be a lot easier to make uh but i i think as for, for me it's you know it just it doesn't need to be that hard. No, it shouldn't the char- be. The characters set up by the game have strong enough personalities yeah. in of themselves. You've um, got a lot of the groundwork already. Yeah, like I, the games where they barely talked. I'm just talking about like Man Dixie just got treated so badly in the show because one, she barely showed up, and you know, I talked about the reason I loved her in the games was because she was kind of a go getter. She was adventurous. She would play guitar and stuff like that. And this, she's this wimpy little girl who, oh no, my pet lobster ran away, and and just. She has a really, really cringy solo song when like clump of bands are like, "Why'd you have to leave me, clump?" <laughs> it was. She's God. her and Diddy in that show are both relegated to dumb children, and they didn't even get kids to voice them. <laughs> yeah, but it's like disappointing because not only is it stupid and boring to watch, but it's also like, no, guys, they were like the heroes of our games. Yeah, they like, were they, awesome in the games. They I, are absurdly competent. We do have to move on, but I do two things. One, I do want to give credit to, I do love as an adult now, I do enjoy some of the stuff with K rule, with cub rule and the Kremlings. Um, as a kid, I was, uh, definitely like, why does he have this foppish, overly theatrical voice? That's not cool, but it, it's kind of funny. And the guy is giving it his all. So it's like, oh, no, no, no. And then he'll get another episode. Why not? And I kind of love that. <laughs> Kong, Diddy, um, it was a good match. You won, I lost. Good sportsmanship and all that. <laughs> I'm just an underprivileged reptile. And yeah, in my mind, I almost want like you know a new K rule, like a new rule, whatever. A new K rule, like every season, kind of like oh, yeah, the games where it's like. I would love it if he came in as a pirate next time and it's the same voice actor, but just like has gone totally pirate yeah. on the voice. Or he's a mad scientist and then acting over the top in that way. That, that, yeah. That's true. And one other thing, I, I will say, you know, I'm going to bring this up. So I'm just going to pull this other video oh, up now. Mean? I know who I would cast as the voice of DK because we were talking about how much the voices don't fit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Gravity Falls? 
Uh, I actually haven't, but it's on my list. It's really good. It's on Disney Plus. Um, I would. There's a voice actor I really like, and if Felipe listens to this episode, he's going to be like, "Yes, thank you, John," because I'm convinced he has like a man crush on this guy. Uh, but he is very talented. Kevin Michael Richardson uh, is a voice actor. Who's I know been Kevin in- Michael Richardson. Yeah. Okay. So you, you you get what I'm saying? Like he because he has this deep voice. He often gets typecast in a lot of more intimidating or villainous roles. Like he's gone to in Lilo and Stitch, the big shark alien villain. Um, yeah. But he has done a lot of goofy stuff, too. He's Cleveland Jr. and the new Family Guy Cleveland stuff, the principal in American Dad. He was also really good in uh, as the, the, the Joker in, like, the, the, the Batman, Batman Not the series. movie, but the country. Yeah, I didn't like that show much, but he was a very, he did a really good take on the Joker. No, I didn't love it. I didn't love the show much either, but I thought he was but, very, very capable. Okay, so I went through clips of, like, what are some of his goof, more recent comedy roles where he's not just doing the stoic one. He plays the sheriff in Gravity Falls, and... I think we're going to have a lot of viewers who hear them go, oh, that guy, that's his name. Investigating to the grown-ups, okay? Attention all you Not the skinny hillbilly. You know. <laughs> it's a 2316! Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to use my There's a part coming up that I think really sums it up. Ready, little fella? Another hydrant destroyed. This way. It's a gosh dang mystery. Want to take off our uniforms and run around in circles? Quit reading my mind. <laughs> Gravity Falls is good. I can get why why it has such a following. But yeah, he he's got this deep voice. He could sound because I think the the thing about DK in my mind is he's tough, he's good hearted, but he's an idiot. And I think yeah. this guy could could sum up all three. He's very talented. He's I, got. I think, and I could be wrong. I also think a place where I remember him from that I really loved him in was he was uh, he was a a bunch of voices in samurai jack but he was one yes. in particular um that i can't remember off the top of my head but he the, did a bunch of great voices yeah in no he was jack, I the one i love was when he was that guardian of the portal kind of dressed like morpheus and who okay won't jack yeah. pass oh you're trying to go old school on me huh yeah he's in a ton of samurai jack very talented guy and yeah i just, just this is just my geeky dream casting that would be a great dk yep. let's get back to the world of video games because and this is still going to be a little weirder than the rest of the other stuff so i'm gonna load up say about 10 minutes for this. Rare didn't do a country four, not any straightforward thing. And they didn't do three games for on the, uh, in the series for NC4 either. They did two. And one was a spinoff and kind of came out of nowhere from what I remember, but it became a childhood favorite. Spoiler alert. It kicks ass. It still kicks ass. I am happy to say Diddy Kong Racing. Did you replay it? I, uh, just kind of went back and looked at some stuff, but I played that game so many times that I remembered every single second of it. Yeah. And I, I just love it. It is so good. It is so fun. It is so replayable. It's so ambitious, too, when you look at the time it came out in. Yeah. We had Mario Kart the same year, and it's like, oh, just carts. Cute. How about also planes? How about also hovercrafts? How about adventure mode with the hub world? How about collectibles that are the equivalent of like a Jiggy or Sharp? We managed to fit it into a racing game. Yes. And also just like, like a really great, you know, build on the difficulty of the game, too. Like, it. Yeah. It really becomes like a challenging and, um, you know, at times frustrating, but like kind of in the way that like any any good game can be like frustratingly and like like so rewarding when you make it through. Um, it's the secular of its time. Diddy Kong Racing, the original Dark Souls. Yeah. When you like when you unlock TikTok, God, you feel like a champion in that game. Oh, TT. Hi there. TT. Thank T-T. you. Okay. Funny fact, uh, all of Rare's voices back in the day were just done by their employees. Oh, yeah, I think you told me that. Back and when, yet, still a better Diddy. Yeah, it's true. I'm Diddy. 
That's all you need. But they they really didn't know Conquer before they did that game. Oh my god. No, they did, but he uh he had a real shift. So let's just talk about that real quick. They decided to use it to kind of cross from promote and, you know, ahead of time, like we're working on two other platforms besides Donkey Kong. Here's there's Bionjo. It's funny to think that's the only time he says a full sentence. You ever realize that? He always grunts otherwise. Oh yeah. And yeah, this cute little squirrel, Conker, who was going to be in this game called Conker's Quest. And then they were like, uh, this is too much like Banjo and DK. We're going to make it called 12 Tales, so it'll have different modes. Uh, this is too much. Let's make it M-rated and have him piss on people and, uh, and like get drunk and, and, and swear and it'll be M-rated. And it'll be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it did, but that is so bizarre in hindsight. Like that must have been a, that was a very bold move to take considering he was already in an E-rated game. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like the, the thing is, it's just, you know, I think with I even when I was told that like what Conquer was going to become uh, you, and yeah. you kind of told me like what it was, um, I didn't really understand uh, that game was like, you know, was like was like foreign was. Yeah, it was like my introduction to to a, a lot of stuff. Welcome back and, to it kind uh, of in, this, in the same way that I think GTA is for a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same so, year as GTA uh, three, actually. Yeah, so there you go. So I, I, yeah, I got, I got introduced to quite a bit there. Yeah, we'll get back to Conquer when we talk platformers. But uh, now you were talking about the difficulty. When I first started replaying this game, I was worried at first because I was like, "Oh my god, this is so easy. This is so easy. I'm almost slapping everybody." No, this can't be the whole game. This can't be the. Oh wait, wait. Oh, this boss is tough. Oh no, wait. Bumper's kicking my ass. Oh, oh wait. This is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, bumper. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think a lot of the uh, the original characters they make up are pretty generic, like. Tip-tip. Yeah, just like he's a turtle. animal. It's an animal. This animal. Timber, he's a tiger. Uh, what, anything else? He's got a hat. I still feel a little bit betrayed that we never got a Diddy Kong Racing 2. Oh my god. Well, we'll get to that, but we almost did. Do you remember Donkey Kong really? Racing? No. Am I unlocking something? Oh, I'll tell you in a second. Um, we'll, we'll, we need to get to the post-DK64 era, but um, yeah, Diddy Kong Racing is a really great game. It's a shame that it never oh really... God, Donkey Kong Racing, they were going to be on the animals. I do remember. Oh, and now I'm making you sad, I bet. Oh, what, what could happened? Have been? What, the Why did that happen? Because Rare got bought. That sucks. They canceled like four Wait, games because of that. Didn't they show like like a big presentation? They of showed that a teaser E3? for it at E3, yeah. It was they tried to rework it with original characters for the Xbox, but it got canceled. That is super disappointing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm what gonna real quick to remember that. Real quick, real quick. So here's a thing that we can yet use as a segue. Before we move on to DK64, is there anything else you want to say about Diddy Kong Racing? Other than it's it's really good still. It's just really good. I think it's super, super fun. It, for some reason, just like doesn't, even now, doesn't really feel like any other racing game I've ever played. Um, Which makes the I, life of a sequel kind of, all tragic. Yeah, and I love just, I love the little world that it's in. I love the way you discover new spaces. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's a super great I think. I will say, and this ties into what I'm going to say about the next game, it doesn't, aesthetically, it doesn't feel like the DKC. It feels like a big cartoon. It feels more kid-friendly yeah, I mean, in general. The main character is a pig wizard from space. The main villain. And whiz yeah. pig. Yeah, and you have a, a Indian genie elephant, and which is which is cute. Um, maybe oh, a yeah. little, maybe Maybe stereotypical. I doubt they got natural Indian for do the, hello there, but... You know, Apu's canceled, so I guess cancel Taj now. I don't know. Um, actually, I don't think we have to worry about that because nobody cares about this game but us. Um, sure. But I will say, so segue, it did get a, a DS port. And I remember telling you about that and you getting excited back in the day. Uh, it's not worth your time because, one, they forced in uh, touch controls for, like, acceleration and stuff in a game that wasn't really built around it. Yeah. Uh, also, 
D-pad, not great for, for 3D games. I felt the same way about Mario Kart. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a uh, compromised version of that game, even though it ha- technically has some extra material. So here's the thing. Because Banjo and Conqueror were property of Microsoft by then, they replaced them with two characters. Existing characters, that made it feel a little more Donkey Kong-y, because you had, other than Diddy and Crunch the Kremlin, he was, was OCs. So and you had uh, Dixie and Tiny, who... Now, we're going to get to her Tiny's original game. I'm going to send you a picture of, of her for a refresher, because you remember she was Dixie's little sister... You know, little pigtail mm-hmm. overall. She actually looks a lot like Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls now that I look at her with the, the colors in the hair. Did you yes, hear about and and why did we get her? I, I don't know, but did you hear about the Powerpuff Girls news the other day? No. <laughs> the CW is going to reboot Powerpuff Girls as a live action drama event action series where they're disillusioned 20-somethings living in the city. Um, That's that sounds like a pitch for an SNL skit, not a show. Right. So <laughs> So Tiny Kong. <laughs> I guess like are we just I guess we're just out of ideas, right? They are, at like least. as a as the human race, like we're <laughs> we're like done with the like this is it. Man, but they they did a cartoon reboot Power of Girls, they couldn't even get that right. So second time's a charm, except not really. No, normally I'm not as judge- so sad. Normally I'm not that judgmental, but this sounds doomed from the start. This is like Geico Caveman all over again. Here's but, what I will say. Yeah. That is just a, another sad fact in the world that we're in. Yeah. Is that I'm definitely going to watch at least two episodes of it. <laughs> Out of morbid curiosity. Just because I need to know. Yeah, like how how are they going to screw this up? No, here's the other thing. I sent you a picture of Tiny for a reason, not just refreshing what she looks like as D4. In Diddy Kong Racing because DS... Because you're reminding me that she has a crossbow, which I do not remember no, at all. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I don't okay. think you knew about this. And there's never been an, an in-game explanation for this. The official reason was R- Rare developed the ports. They were still allowed to develop GBA and DS games because Microsoft didn't have a console, uh, a portable console to compete with. And Nintendo just said, hey, do this to Tiny. This is what Tiny looks like now. Your face uh. right now. She's she's taller. She's like the size of candy. She's like a teen. She's got like a midriff. Yeah, it, it looks it's it disturbing. Looks like, I mean, they don't look like the same character at all. But they are. I mean, I guess they both have beanies on. And pigtails. Wait, what was this designed for? Diddy Con Racing DS and any spinoff since. Oh, God. She magically grew a decade, but her sister stayed the same. Yeah, she looks really bad. Um, yeah, she looks too and human also, too. Yeah, she. Uh, th- yes, that is exactly right. And she also kind of looks a little bit. I don't really know what is doing it, but she looks a lot like a duck person now. That was a problem that I remember. Uh, I, I think I mentioned the past DK Vine of uh, DK Fan Community was a fan, big a part of for a while. Uh, fell out of love with them for a while in the in the aughts, but I've gone back to it recently because a lot of the members who were causing problems aren't there anymore. They said if you look at the Kongs in the show from the side, their their snouts are so stretched out they look like duck bills. Yeah, they really do. It looks very bizarre. This is like the mouth in particular. But I'm also just looking at this like, uh, Rare, are you trying to make furries? Because you're doing all these like you did that, you did candy, you did berry and conquer, you did crystal and star fox. Like everything okay at home, rare designers? I think they just like what they like and you, you know, know yeah, what? we're not you know here what? To, we here at Sketchwatch Play are yeah, not here to yeah. kink we're, shame. We are not anti furries. I just it is something that has me a little like it's like bronies. I'm like okay. <laughs> That's all I can say. I, Look at you it. know what? Okay. Whatever hey dudes, whatever dudes and ladies, I'm just gonna get on the mic here and say real quick Whatever. Yeah. As long like, as you're not hurting anybody, yeah. I think it's very cool. Like what you like. Like little girl monkeys who magically grew a decade. Okay, uh, well, I wish you hadn't said next that. Next game, DK64. 
This was not the same as Diddy Racing. This was a nostalgia buzzkill. This game was, I remember, teased in Nintendo Power. That's how I found out about it. They had a single screenshot a whole year before it came out, the single picture of the minecart level. And, oh my god, that was one of, the, that was one of my geese experiences to, like, run up to you and my mom. They're like, oh, they're making, they're making, don't come and see, poor finally, and oh my god, my god, ah! And it had a big marketing campaign. We got, like, a promotional VHS for it. Remember all those cheesy VHSs they did, like that in the Star Fox Oh, one? yeah. The Star Fox one is infamous for good reason. And then Christmas morning, I remember to mess with us, because I'm sure they knew uh, how much of a fanatic I was. They put the, you know, Santa, I'm doing quitty fingers, put the uh, game box in a long, like, cylindrical box to make me mm-hmm. think I wasn't getting it. Just, just mess with them. And uh, luckily, luckily, it is just such a great game that totally holds up. Mm. It is absolutely perfect and doesn't play like a really bad pared down version of Banjo Kazooie with, with like, crappy accessories with crappy accessories it, it, uh, a billion items i i really liked 100 percent this game back in the day as a kid but i was a dumb kid this simply does not hold up or even <laughs> represent the series like play wise or stylistically anymore this is this is rough i i yeah i'll be honest i i this is another one that i think goes under the i loved the property so much that i mm. desperately wanted to love the game um, but even like while playing through it, I was like, there's, there's a lot of annoying aspects of this game. I don't really care for the new there's, characters. No. I don't know why they bailed. I, I also had like a, like, I have that thing where I have like a, a personal allegiance to characters that I've like yeah, already grown to love. And it's like Dixie and Funky, Dixie and Kitty for like pallet swaps of them that are their siblings. Yeah. And then, like, we, who were never like those people. Why do you hate them? And Chucky was never, literally never used again, much like his brother. Yeah. I do kind of like Lanky. I think because he's there isn't really anybody else like him, and he's. I like Lanky just because he didn't feel like a replacement of yeah. somebody that I already knew and liked. It should have been but Donkey Diddy, Dixie Kitty, and and Lanky would be the new one. Lanky new could be the new one. Yeah, yeah. and he he stands out. He's got those arms. And I love his his jump sound. I've heard. I've had Obla in my head for. That's again. Oh, yeah, that's a I thing that like could that, that could have more valuable information. Instead, it has Obla. I think it's good though. It is. It is. There are there are good things, but it's like this is barely a platformer, and what platformer there is is bad. The camera isn't yeah. good enough. The controls aren't good enough. The level layouts are so haphazard and easy to fall off and just do everything over again. It really it's at just the a- time I was. It was new. I, we were like new to you know more three D yeah. games, three D well, platforming I, games. Everybody was new and to it. I do remember that this game was the first game I ever played where I was like, "Oh, the cameras in this suck." Like I'm yeah. struggling with the cameras for this game, yeah. um, and of course that happened more, you know, with with lots of other games. But that was very common was my, at that time. But some worse than was, others. Yeah, it was my first experience where I was just like, why can't I just look in the direction I want to look and do well, the thing I want to do? Press up C to stand still and get a first person look, and then press Ugh. Z and left C to pull out your banana gun and shoot the balloon, and then press Z and left C again to unequip it, and then press down C to get out of the camera, and then. <laughs> And that was that was another thing too. It's like there was there is so much good source material to make this game fun. Like it's it's the same way where I, I'm just like you take what was good about the stuff when you when you start like a new 3D game for the first time when you're platforming for the first time. Take the stuff that made that original one good and just try and replicate it as best you can. As opposed to like what Not. are these stupid guns? What are these like uh, instruments uh, that all you use in Rebirth Four is just it's the, it's the equivalent of another switch? Why can't I just head by the switch instead of playing yeah. an instrument? Why can't I just do a switch? Even if the switch needs to be like for my character, like, okay. And if you want to give us these freaking instruments, like I'm fine with that. Like whatever. It doesn't make them useful. But it's like, but make them actually useful and like, 
different. Like, would it be much more interesting if it was like this instrument like really does this cool thing? Um, yeah. But instead it's like, no, move this thing. Only he can move this thing. Play yeah. this character Look, here. I love rare to pieces. We praise so much their work, but looking at this and this middle N64 era, I think their, their heart, their, they got misguided. They looked at Banjo and were like, oh, people love the satisfaction of collecting all this stuff. Let's make that the entire impetus. Because Banjo, I've also, I'll say it right now, I think Banjo Tooie fell victim to this too. There's a reason you don't hear about people talk about that one as much as Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie has a great balance of platforming and exploration and rewarding you with these things and, and using your moves in the right places. This and Tooie, they feel like errands. Switch this character, pull the switch, go back and get this character and get this thing and bring it to this guy and now walk across this thing and warp over here. And I will like, say though, with this game, it's it's even worse than with Tooie. Tooie at least had like built up. Uh, like a significant amount of goodwill with the first game, and also still had all the charm. Of Tui the has first more game. genuine platforming. I think has more bloat. I think Donkey Kong sixty four is pretty charmless too. Like it's just like the, it's not fun or interesting. And the soundtrack isn't memorable. The graphics are very impressive for sixty four, but it's like we talked about the immersion of the uh, country games, the, the 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 environment design, that incredible soundtrack, that sense of adventure and mystique and peril. All gone. This is that same generic cartoon Diddy Con Racing thing that I was talking about, but yeah. applied to, to the directly to the main DK series, which makes it feel more off-putting. And there isn't a good game to back it up. Yeah, and the unfortunate thing, like something that I'll always remember is if you look at the um, like like box for DK sixty four um, that uh, you know I think had them like all five of the new characters, On like mine cart. all five of the characters in like a minecart with like. K rule behind the them, back like shaking his fist, yeah. um, and it looks that that like box looks more like a Donkey Kong game that I like loved yeah. than uh, than anything that you see in the game itself. Even the minecart levels aren't fun; they're, they're just too no. many hazards. The controls aren't good enough. They they borked this. They did what? They borked it. Say that word one more time for me. Bork, B O R K. It's another thing for like broken game. It's all borked. Got it. Okay, great. I learned a new word today. <laughs> I mean, I could just say it's fucked. Well, no, no. We're going to say <laughs> I said it. No take backs. No, this show's for children. It's, it's exclusively for children. This show is for good boys and, and girls. Nine. That's why you're not getting my sheer annoy in it. Patrick won't get that reference, but others will. No, I don't. Don't worry about it. But yeah, d- anything, closing things you want to say about DK64? Uh, just that I think it was a pretty big swing and a miss. Um, I think the best thing that came out of this... A uh, whole game was us getting Diddy a jetpack in Super Smash. I was Brothers. about to say you can't it. you can't fault that it's in the new games too. That's his 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 ability in the country games. Yeah, I kind of like that. I'll be honest. Like, NK I think Rules that's Final Smash, fun. the island destroying laser. Yes, I like that too. I but I think it's you know it's pretty still... weak last boss too. He just comes out still with the crown, but in a boxing suit. Yeah, I think I I found that very easy uh, and a little uninventive. Yeah, I know we've talked a lot of uh, other than Diddy Kong Racing, this is bringing pretty dour, but I feel like we haven't hit our most dour thing yet because we got to talk about the GameCube era started. They revealed Donkey Kong Racing. They revealed like a, a puzzle game that they were going to do called Coconut Crackers. Like they, they, they teased in, at the end of 64, I don't know if you remember, but the, um, the reward for getting everything, which I did because I loved it at the time, was an audition cutscene where Cranky was auditioning characters and it just showed next to him a sign with a dolphin saying auditions because that was the code name name. yeah so this is their way of announcing oh yeah we're making a donkey kong dolphin game and maybe it would have been 64 better graphics we're never gonna know they might have not even got far enough but um anyway in 2000 i believe it was 2002 right before the launch of star fox adventures which also disappointed me out of the fucking blue 
Microsoft bought Rare, and I was a devastated little nerd. I was, I, I, I every it was like the foundation of my fandom. It's just not really going to be there anymore. I remember that time. I thought it was very. I remember as a kid being a little bit uh, less thrown by that because in my mind, I when it was when you originally told me, I was like, oh, okay. Well, we still have Donkey Kong, right? Well, and you were like, yes, yeah, but no. yeah, we do, but not by the people that we like. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we still got Donkey Kong though. And then <laughs> they announced the first post rare game, Donkey Konga. <laughs> okay, and so I have some things to say about this. Same. So Donkey Konga, for any of those of you who don't remember, is a game that is played entirely by having two barrel shaped. Uh, little like drum pads bongos. that would come with the game, little bongos that would come with the game, and it was a rhythm a, game. a music game, rhythm game. Essentially. I love rhythm games. And I'm gonna call you out and say that this is a clear example of John trying so hard to love a game. Yeah, yeah. You really wanted I the world it. to think you like this. You bought it. I was like, I like Parappa, DDR. I like this. It's so boring. It's so it's basic. so boring. It is so annoying your hands hurt after like 10 minutes the track of playing is bad it's like happy birthday to you or covers of songs and even the things that are like meant to be like interesting like are like totally ruined by the actual mechanics of the game like the idea of playing bongos is like originally interesting but then you find that if you're like actually hitting it your timing is usually a little off so we stop even hitting the bongos we just put our hands on the top of them and press down whenever it's that bongo <laughs> click click click, click. Yes, and so it was like basically just like using the bongo as a two-buttoned controller, <laughs> which like, sucks. It just sucked, and like the yeah, the music was awful. Um, the it game looked bad too. It was just these choppy, limited frame animations. Everybody, it looked like a bootleg game. Yes, it did. It it was it looked like uh, yeah, terrible animation, and it also cost a bunch more because it came with these stupid bongos that you couldn't and, use for anything else. Hunk of plastic controller. Which hang on a second, you're gonna hate me for this. Do you still have them? Oh my god. Alright, for everybody watching at home, he just took off his headphones and walked away from the table. Um, I can kind of hear rummaging in the background. Uh, nothing too, too exciting. Oh my god! Why did you keep those? There's no reason to still own them. There is. It's another game we're going to talk about after this. If it was for Conga, if it was just Conga, I wouldn't have kept them. I sold Conga real quick. I know there were two sequels, but by then it was like, screw this. Uh, you, you, I threw away my money once. I'm not doing it. Too Those can be used for another game. Yeah, a, a game that I'll, I'll give you a hint. So there, this whole GameCube era was weird because DK was anchored to the bongos when he got his own games. Because we did get another platformer, but it was a weird one, and because part partly because it threw away all the characters except DK, which is why I was pissed about it initially, and also you don't play with the controller, you play it with the bongos. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. This game sucked too. No, dude, that's not true. Jungle Beat is so great. Is, I've been everybody who's it. listening at home. Everybody who's listening at home. This game was very annoying to play. Dude. It was very. Diff- it was. It was not intuitive. Um, it was not like fun to play. Dude, um, it's satisfying the way you like beat up the enemies and stuff like that, and the combo meters, and it, it, there isn't really anything else like it. And I, 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 I do think it should. Else, 
there's, there's a reason there's nothing else like it, and it's because it sucks. <laughs> I do think it shouldn't have been a Donkey Kong game. Like, we on DK Vine were so mad when we were seeing this, like, and apparently Miyamoto even quoted as saying, like, yeah, we're going back to basics. We think it should be nothing but Donkey Kong and the banana. <laughs> there's no story to it either. You just have to make up, like, oh, there are these evil Kongs that he's got to go beat up, and yeah. You see, even you describing it right now, no, I'm it describing sounds like a bad the, it's, game. I'm describing its identity. It's a poor man's dk style but as a game it's really fun it's just because they have this like, like this combo meter the way they invented the, the clap is used for like attacking and to rack up bananas and, and points and you unlock medals with the points which get more you know, more levels i know i sound like a crazy person but it's a crazy game and a good one here's what i'll say here's what i'll say you plug in this game yeah you plug in your bongos yeah you play yeah and you know what you're gonna be like wow you know what this game is actually really fun and kind of inventive and I've never played anything like it. And then 10 minutes are going to go by and you're going to go, Oh my God, I am so tired of clapping. My mom is mad at me because I'm clapping in the middle of our living room. And uh, I, my hands hurt all every, every part of my hand hurts. I'm, I'm I hate this game. I hate this game. Okay. I'll make it a little more uh, palatable for you. Hang on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get something. I wonder if you know what it says. going to go get another thing that, okay. So he's getting up from the computer again. Um, I'm not hearing a rustling this time, but uh, behind him, I'm noticing there's a wooden statue that I think is of two dolphins that I've never seen before. I actually can't find the case for it, but there is a Wii port, and I bought that recently for a discount. And you do not have to play it with the bongos. You can run around with the dunchuck and buttons and just uh, do a little shaking to simulate the clapping every now and then. But why would I even want to do, just give me a, just give me, no, that's We'll get to sucks. that. We'll get to that, but this is a cool game. We're gonna it's have just to. Not. We're gonna have to agree risky on this. Bad Donkey Kong game, great game. Do you want me to make it a little? Well, maybe this will make it worse in your eyes. So this is the first. I would I, like. Okay, so just real quick, I want to. I have to. I'm sorry. I need sure. you to shut up, John. Sure. So the, I the moment this episode is over, make a note to yourself. I want you to go on Twitter and I want you to do the simplest Twitter poll you've ever done, and it is just. I'll do it now. Is DK Jungle Beat a good game? Question mark. Two answers. Yes or no, that is all you get to write down. And I cannot wait to see 0% for yes. Okay. Donkey Kong Jungle Beats. Good or bad? How's that sound? That's fine. And then just two options, good and bad. bad. I'll do it for like two days. Great. Cool. All right. I would bet money on it, but I'm flat broken in between jobs. Um, Perfect. But yeah, Jungle Beat is maybe... Your opinion will differ. Here's the thing that I think make you maybe it'll make you angrier, but maybe it'll make you happy. This is the first game from a new team that went on to make Mario Galaxy One and Two and Odyssey. I did know that, and I find it shocking because I I haven't played a lot of Galaxy Two, but Galaxy One is a very good game, and Super Mario Odyssey is one of my favorite games ever. I think it's fabulous. Yeah. They made a bad game first though and it is this game it is donkey kong jungle beat it's a bad game well they got all the kinks out then and uh you just make sure it was oh maybe they didn't work on on odyssey they did work on uh 3d world though but you didn't play that or 3d land i don't think i played that one okay well those those are all good galaxy 2 is great a lot of people like that more than the first um let me see did they get merged into oh maybe they did I'm sorry. I'm just. Oh yeah, they did make they did make it. They did. They just got they got restructured. But yes, they did go on to make Odyssey. Yes, 
uh, and stuff like WarioWare Gold, too. So the GameCube era was not, it wasn't a fun time for us as Donkey Kong fans. We kind of had to fall back on Super NES for a while and or other games. And it kind of reached a point, though, the, 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 it says a lot that the highlights of DK at the time were, were like cameos like like oh he's in mario kart and i remember the big deal when the double dash came out and, and they added diddy and then double dash was our least favorite mario kart so there you go um but pause bathroom be right back pausing not really we'll edit it out please stand by yeah other than diddy con racing uh this episode has not been high on on the unanimous we recommend slash like this uh the, the this was we were some turbulent times for the Kongs and it was cool to see them and you know see stuff like the Mario Kart and it was a big deal when Diddy appeared in Brawl yeah because we've been hoping yeah for I remember Smelly. being extremely excited about that yeah and he's he's pretty fun to play and I'll say right now uh, what you know let's save the save cable for the end we're still going chronologically I remember I don't know if you remember this but we were both living in our parents' house at the time I think it was either E three two thousand nine or two thousand ten. And we were watching Nintendo's streams in our each of our rooms, or the E3 streams. And there was this... Actually, let me see if I can uh, add it. Actually, no, we don't need to. But it, you remember Reggie, former head yep. of Nintendo? He was talking... There, this has been a rumor. So there's a studio called Retro Studios, which is kind of a newer first-party American studio who had previously done the whole Metroid uh, Prime trilogy, which is... I don't like two, but one and three are great games. We're not diehard Metroid fans, but we do like the series. There was this rumor around a couple days before, like some you know media insiders were saying, "Hey, uh, we think Retro is making a new Donkey Kong game. You're going to see D3." And I was like, I didn't want to get my hopes up because it was adult- <laughs> it was it was two twofold. It was one that this thing was even real, and two that wouldn't be another disappointment and not what I wanted. And right. granted, back then I thought I wanted to see them try a 3D game again, which I guess I still kind of do, just not like 64. And yeah, we got this presentation where Reggie came out and said. We Retro has made some great games. We want them to take one of the most iconic games ever. And it's like he even knew. He said, We asked them to take one of the most treasured franchises in video game history and to make it magic again. If you listen, you can hear it coming. Make it magical again. Like he was almost admitting. <laughs> I, maybe I'm reading, but... and you. And no, he, I don't think you are. I think, I think they knew that they're, you know... They needed some course that, correction. That Yeah, that there wasn't, I mean... Even for people who liked some of the stuff they did along the way, like they hadn't nailed it since they, they the hadn't had days. a smash like they did back in the day. So, and then boom, side scrolling. Then it's like here, here's classic jungle environments. Here are these new enemies, but they still look like they fit the series better. Oh, bam, Diddy's back. It's not just a solo thing anymore. And then, bam, here's the name: Donkey Kong Country Returns, putting its mission statement there on the screen. Guys, we know what you've been wanting. Here it is. And I remember I rushed into your room. Like, I said, did you see that? Yes, I just saw that. Oh, my God, it's back. And I will say, I so that, that announcement came out, and I got so excited. I was so pumped. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, like, 10 years of, like, bad games, like, weighed on me and weighed on me and weighed on me until it came out to the point where, like, when it was coming out, I was like, I'm going to be honest, like, I think this game is going to suck. I don't want to get tricked again. I don't want them to yeah. bring this to stuff. It's, it's the Star Fox conundrum or the Sonic yes, conundrum. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Star yeah. Fox. I, I gave Star Fox all the chances I could. Yeah. Star Fox is one of the only times where I've ever said after so long, and then they did Zero, and I played that. I was finally like, I was finally, and I usually don't do this. I was like, I'm done. No, don't, don't make another. Leave it alone. You can't do it again. Stop. You're never going to beat 64. It shouldn't be that hard, but you can't do it. 
Anyway, no, it's Donkey not a complicated Kong. thing. But no. back to Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. I was so pessimistic mm. about. I wasn't. Uh, DK games at that point that I didn't have a lot of faith. I know you were very excited. I about had been it, pessimistic up until I saw the, what the game was, and then I was like, "This looks like what I want." And then I played it, and hot damn, this was great. Oh, it slaps! I love this game. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, you. I think I feel like you took a little while to play it, and I eventually l- gave you my copy after you moved out, and I gave you the Wii. I had a. I was in college at the time, and a guy in my hall had the game. I did take a little while to play it because I just I, I, I just didn't believe. I didn't believe. And then you oh. told me that I just had to. And so I did play it at my friend's place down the hall. And I, it just it's awesome. It's so I'm good. Just, I'm just imagining Peter Pan yelling, clap, clap if you believe in Donkey Kong. <laughs> Everybody clap. Bring Donkey Kong back to life. And they did. I think, you know, I think it's I think it's absolutely awesome. I think I can't tell all the time if it's just nostalgia no. or if it really isn't quite as good as the original three country games. There um, are elements that I think aren't as good. The big one in both this and Tropical Freeze is really scaling back on the animal buddies because we talked about how much variety yes. those could provide. In both these, it's, it's basically just occasional Rambi, a very OP Rambi. He can't get hurt as well, and he can run over spikes and through crates and stuff without charging. Uh, and Squawks is just an item that pops up in the corner and yells when you get close to items. He's not even, you know, an assistant, really. Um, yeah. But... Speaking of which, through this entire thing, have we brought up that you named your okay. parakeet after the <laughs> character in these games? Let's let's. I get. I was going to say it for the end, but let's get to it now. Um, if you go back to your first appearance, I think uh, the Pokemon episode. Yes, I got a pet parrot who's now with our parents because I'll, I'll get to that. But uh, and you even told. I remember you said you told your girlfriend like you know he's going to name it some sort of cartoon or video game character, and I briefly toyed with Kazooie because his voice sounds more like. Like Kazooie than other birds, that kind of. But one, his colors were a match outside of like the red, you know, highlights, and he squawks, he screeches, he yells, he's a loud, he really does, he's a loud little mofo, and that's the reason I gave him to my parents because he was waking me up at eight a.m. every morning. Ah, ah, ah. And yeah, as as someone who loves animals, um. I would love to say that I love this bird of I yours. Thought, I thought you do did grow to like him. I have grown to tolerate him quite a bit. I don't I don't think I like him. He he didn't like he's, you for a while. <laughs> no, he attacked me a number of times. Yeah, he's a he's a he can be a mean little guy. But yep. he's so cute. Okay. I've, I've still I've called him cute so many times that he'll like like nibble on my whiskers going cute, 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 cute. I love what him. a creep! All right, oh, back to back to trop- back to returns and tropical so, freeze. We'll get to tropical freeze, but yeah, no returns. Uh, also, it was still a little limited in terms of returning. Here. There were no kremlings. Apparently, that was a mission right. statement by retro. I don't know why, but on the inverse, the the, the baddies felt more in tune with the, the the country settings than like the jungle beat guys had. The jungle beat felt like Mario enemies. Um, yes, it was it was very off putting. And I nothing, agree. Nothing against Mario. It's just we talked about this series forming its own identity, and then this felt like betrayal, and then this felt like. They got it right. Maybe it has something to do with having Western developers, and I don't know if that sounds xenophobic or not, but it might just be, like, those sort of uh, mannerisms. I don't know. There were no Kremlings, and there was they were very limited returning characters. It was, you play as DK and Diddy, you, but Diddy, that's the big thing, is they change how the second Kongs are in these games, because if you play one player, they're basically power-ups. Um, right. You get two extra hearts instead of one per Kong. You can't switch to them solo, but if you have Diddy, he his his... Barrel jetpack is now a uh, 
a fixture. Like we talked about in Smash Brothers and some of the spinoff games. And now it, it'll let you hover a little bit. So Diddy is both, he, he's like a boost, a buff. You get more health and you get a little more air, air time. And which is good because this, these games get very, very tricky. Like even, even harder than the original at some points. But, uh, there were very few Kongs, or like I said, they had just Rambian Squawks and Cranky running an item shop and no other Kongs. So it was a little, still a little bit like, ah, I could use a little more after so long, a little more representation. But the level design was on point. New mechanics, like how you could actually hold on and like climb scale wall, like climb path through walls and stuff. The vine swings were so wide and dynamic and, and like exciting. Uh, because it was fully 3D rather than pre-rendered 3D, you could like go into the background plane. Remember stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like we're not going to do a full 3D movement, but we'll do it, it, it with like how the camera works and such. It was just fun. It was just it was just so satisfying. And there was that set, and it didn't use new music, but they did remakes of the original sound, original Country One soundtrack, which is still good. And that sense of adventure was back. Like the environments, I'd say, are a little more still more stylized and cartoony and bright, but it feels still feels like the series had an, its own identity again. It felt yeah, like and I can't remember if it's for. this or Tropical Freeze where like they they add in some like new mechanics that really really work. Like I love like the those like grass areas that you climb on. Yeah, um, I I think uh, there are these the blowing like and a, pulling for extra and how the ground yes. pound can get extra goodies. Like they really amped up the goodies. Like the world feels more alive and more interactable. If that's even a word. And that part of it, I think I think is is super effective. And that's the kind of thing where I'm talking about like building upon the games like you yeah. know I, add what you want but keep you know keep what's good yeah it they, they added a lot like it, they did change a lot like i'm talking about in terms of even like the momentum and stuff like it felt oh yeah but it felt good i mean in a good way like that's one of the things when you get new games on newer hardware than than their originals if they do it right then you know where there's more technology you can do more fluid and detailed animation and physics and it feels like a natural evolution and this did this felt like i mean maybe back in the day if i had imagined Donkey Kong country 4 it would be just like the SNES ones, but they're like, no, we'll keep stuff you love, but we'll add our own touch to this and update it in the right way and, you know, tweak there. And and, and then a couple of years later, Tropical Freeze happened. And that is only my favorite game on the Wii U, which I know is a short list. That's one of my favorite games of all time. I'm say, I'm saying that if... I can't take the soundtrack goggles off. Two means so much to me, and I think it also has a better soundtrack and atmosphere still. But mm-hmm. Tropical Freeze is a masterpiece of platforming. And... Uh, something that it, it just it, it does, which I really appreciate, is uh, it adds more playable characters yes. without like giving us like a bunch of like filler crap we don't need. No, yeah, no filler. They, they give us two characters we already like. We go back to Dixie, which is like great. Where has she been? I haven't seen her since playable Donkey cranky. Konga two. Playable um, cranky for the first and time then in a playable cranky, which is such a fun idea. And we didn't um, even talk about cranky. He is so he's the one with the most dialogue. He's freaking hilarious because he is a living fourth wall break he was i think like indicative of like rare's sense of humor early yeah. on you read those um, manuals think- and, and go to his cabin and he's just complaining about how overly fancy everything is like you only need like two buttons and no scrolling screens and bon- no bonus levels <laughs> frankie uh, frankie frankie oh, Kong. Cr- cranky uh cranky kind of like was my first experience in like like retro nostalgia stuff where it's like yes. he just just kind of like talking about all the stuff that was better in his day and i don't know if there's a way i'm sure there's a place online where people can check these out if you can find the old manuals you can for the donkey kong country you google games, them, you'll find pdfs they are so great yes um 
And most of it's because of cranky dialogue. Yeah, he's always interrupting, like, MSC3K style. Like, oh, yeah. this story's even worse than the first game. They're really scraping the butt on the barrel this time. It's just, he hates all of it. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so fun. It's so great. I will never get over the fact that his wife dies between the second and that third game and comes back as a ghost. That was a great thing to see for Wrinkly. As a kid, I found so dark. I, I love that. And then they did it in Tui where they kill bottles at the beginning. <laughs> I think it was funny. I still think it's funny. It was very dark. And I found it I found it even darker in Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, because that was a plot point. <laughs> at least at least he got he gets better. Wrinkly, Wrinkly yeah, she shows true. up in um I played King of Swing. She shows up in that. She's still a ghost. She's just <laughs> They haven't retconned that. They'll change Tiny into like a pre into a teenager or whatever. But Wrinkly, she dead. <laughs> She's dead. Yeah, Love that's that. that's the end of her. Uh, but Tropical Freeze, yeah, no, it not just that you had more of the uh, representation and that you had Cranky and Dixie playable and Funky back to run the item shop because now the game auto saves and you don't need to do the flights to get to each world. So it made him and Candy and Wrinkly kind of irrelevant. But they're like, we still have items. Mm-hmm. Let's still have them around. But the, uh, the, I liked, I thought the enemies had more personality too. Cause you remember like the snowmads and they had like these squat little penguins, these great boss enemies. Uh, yeah, I actually Viking think that they theme. did a, a good job of, of the enemy design. And I think maybe perhaps why I don't mind it not being, you know, the crumblings reminiscent of people we know is cause like, you know, K rule isn't our, you know, big bad this time around. And, and so it's like, you know, if, if you're going to be reinventing stuff that way, I'm fine with new baddies and all that stuff yeah. it's mostly when i'm like i'm facing like the the a similar uh uh main boss and like the the baddies don't feel reminiscent of like the fun thing that i already liked i'm kind of like well what are these this isn't it this isn't right yeah no no they they got back to having these these jungle little what will wild animals that felt in tune and they even took advantage of the fact that the uh the vikings the snowmads were from a colder climate so you were fighting like a polar bear with a big mallet and the main guy was a huge walrus though i will admit mm-hmm. his build he was basically K. Roll in a walrus super portion wise. I think they could have tried a little harder to, to mix him up. I believe his name was Lord yeah. Frederick. But it was still a fun boss fight. And I love the fact that you actually get in these games, you get uh, opening cutscenes that are like these beautiful FMVs. There's no dialogue or anything. It's still simple, but it's like, man, they, it looks like Donkey Kong. It's yeah. charming and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and I will say, you know what? I will say, because we've been talking voices, one thing I think 64 has above the others is that it is my favorite DK voice. Because you remember how he sounds? Mm-hmm. Okay, me, cool. I'm not doing it justice, but it actually was a good mix of that, you know, cool and dopey sounding, especially when he's flying through the barrels and screaming. <laughs> okay, hey, blah. And that's kind of what his current <laughs> voice sounds like all the time, which I'm not, I think yeah. they play up the dopey a little too hard. Uh, apparently, it's the same guy who voices Ganondorf, so make of that what you will. So, Retro Studios. Yeah. Who? What else have they done? Uh, just those. They, here's the crazy thing. They... This game came out in 2014, and since then they have been silent. Uh, and apparently, they worked on something for a couple of years that got canceled, and it was never formally announced. Rumors were, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to make of this, it was a Star Fox racing game. But maybe if this, really? maybe the Star Fox curse was reared its head again, and they were like, "This isn't working." Okay, we got to wrap this up. But I will say, right now, they're working on Metroid Prime Four because that was originally going to be right. Some, I knew that. that was originally going to be done by Namco, and it wasn't coming together well. And so Nintendo made the decision to scrap it, get Retro back, let them do it. And they were, their game was canceled anyway. So they've been kind of tied up for a while, but we're hopefully going to see in the next year or two what they do. And uh, real quick, because I wanted to bring up... on Prime 4? What? Do we have any timelines on, like, Prime no, 4? and I think COVID right has hit the game industry, too, so it could still be a long time. Yeah. That and Bayonetta, two, uh, Bayonetta 3, which we don't care about, but a lot of people do. That's one's taking forever, too. Um, yeah. Real quick, 
my one of the great thing we didn't mention about Tropical Freeze and pull up the Watch Together window, they got back David Wise, and you could tell oh. this soundtrack. I'm still not going to say it equals two overall because it did go for a little bit jauntier overall, but his flair was there, and there were a lot of great tracks for the immersion and like the atmosphere. Like here's this is the first level you play because you remember what the plot is right. The cons get forced off their island, it gets yeah. turned into tropical. This is the first level that plays when you get back. DK Island is the last world. This is the first level. I mean, it does just have that same, like, kind of... Uh, Adventurous, uh, but ominous. Like, grand. Yeah, and, like, that weight that the original ones have that I just, I think, is very wonderful. I, a little bit of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, Hans Zimmer <laughs> Yes, yes. And I saw people on, on DK point out, like, it fits thematically. Like, this is, like, you fought this whole way back. Because, you know, Tundry 2, you talked about, as a kid, having the stakes of, they took Donkey yeah. Kong. Imagine a kid playing this, they took my home. And now you're like, oh, you're back here. Time to bring the fight to them and get it back. And it's all without, you know, normal storytelling. Like, David Wise did so much of the world building on his own. And it's such a, a, a treat. And I'll add to the final episode, but I think you remember... I got to meet him at a MAGFest Q&A uh, like two, two or so years ago. It was his first time doing an American convention, so it was a big deal for me and a lot of others. Mm-hmm. And the question I asked him was about after so long away from this series because of all the Rare stuff, now he's gone freelance. Because uh, the Rare we have today is not – a lot of the key players left. So that's why right. we got stuff like ukulele in. And like, by the way, ukulele good. Uh, go back to our episode. Ukulele and Impossible Air, great. I know you said that you tried it and it wasn't your thing, but it draws heavily yeah. from the Tropical Freeze model of gameplay. So if you like that, that's the next best thing. I thought it was fine. I, I just, it didn't grab me. That's, that's fine. As but much he did music others. for those as well. And there are some really good tracks. But his, uh, the point I brought up was, don't worry, we're we'll wrapping up. I can tell you're checking your watch. The point I was bringing up was, after so long away from this series, and especially, you know, you're not limited by technology anymore. You can record real instruments or use whatever software you want. Uh, what was, what was how did that change things? And he said the funny thing was, like because he was he was you know he got he got to know the ins and outs of the Nintendo sound processor. He said the funny thing is you have all the instruments in the world. It's the hardest thing in the world to make Donkey Kong Country music that sounds as good as the Super Nintendo one. Nintendo and Retro brought you back for Tropical Freeze's soundtrack. What was the process of that like? Both coming back to a series you'd been away from for a while, and having a lot more freedom with technology of what kind of music you wanted to make, and both. Build, you know, retain what people liked about the old music and also build on it. Because I remember there were a lot, you could hear a lot more instruments that weren't prevalent in the original trilogy. Okay, yeah. So coming back to the series was obviously, uh, it was a great honor. I was really pleased to be working on it again. The first thing I had to do was learn how to play the game again because it had <laughs> been so long. So I spent a few days doing that. Now, when, when you're doing a game for Nintendo, they're, they're really big on keeping the feel of the original series and that was a consideration I'd I'd not really given much thought to but obviously had to at that point so there was quite considerable consideration given to retaining the nostalgia of the Donkey Kong Country series and um, there there were some decisions made of which tunes that we were going to keep which ones we were going to adapt um, but they, they came later on. First of all, the, the first tunes I, I, I was writing were, were completely fresh with none of the nostalgia. Uh, and going to the technical side of it, when we did the SNES stuff, there were eight single channels, and it, it stood up quite well. And what I found was when you can write anything, when you've got all the instruments and all the sound libraries that you could possibly use, it's amazing how much tech you have to throw at a sound to make it sound as good 
as SNES did back then by today's standards, because we, we look at things through rose-tinted spectacles. So if you were to write a piece and make it sound in, in, in the same vein as the Super NES, I, I, I was ending up using lots and lots of huge sample libraries and lots and lots of processing just to create the sound that we had on the SNES way back, and I, I wasn't expecting that at all. So it, it was a good challenge. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Because it, he, I think he based that style off of all those limits and such. And there's also the nostalgia factor he talked about. But goddamn, he still knocked it out of the park with this. And uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's still, it's hard to look through anything without like the, without you know, with removing like the nostalgia yeah. lens. Um, That's what I'm saying. Tropical I, Freeze, I think, is objectively the best one. If I was some critic who played all five of those country games the first time, I'd be like, this rules. But Country Two had such a meaning to me as a gamer, as a creator, yeah. as a fan, that you can never replicate that. I still think 2 is probably the best one. I think even nostalgia aside, okay. I think it's the best one. And then, yeah, then maybe Tropical Freeze, but if I throw nostalgia in there, then it'll be 1. Okay, yeah, that's fair. So, I think by the time we wrap things up, and uh, first off, I want to thank you for this has been such fun, even though we talk so much shit about stuff this episode. I enjoy when we talk shit. We also talk about a lot of stuff that we love. I think it's fair. I, honestly, I don't like talking shit about stuff in real life, but when we do on this podcast, we're just talking about dumb cartoons or games. I find it kind of hilarious. Like hearing you yeah. rant. It's a, like your section when we talked about Next Mutation is one of my favorite sections on the show ever. Same with when. Well, me, it Chris, makes me very angry. Same with me when me, Chris, and Tyrone talked about that Transformers anime, like stuff like that. Uh, it's just like it's it's just entertaining, and I it's the same reason I love bad movies and even sometimes bad games is because there's that ironic enjoyment to be found. So I want to thank you again for taking time out of your your busy work schedule to join in for all this talk about cartoon monkeys running around. Yeah, um, anytime. And I think this is probably a good time for us to say we're not saying anything uh, oh, yes. uh, definite yet. Um, some plans. But in the next few weeks, uh, John and I will probably start announcing some plans for uh, a podcasting project that we're going to be working on together that either some preview episodes or maybe the whole thing will show up I'm, on the Sketchwatch I'm play thinking feed. possibly the whole thing under a different name, but we're planning to we're planning to be back with the Vengeance guys. Like we're The two of us are planning a separate show from the regular Sketchwatch play, and I'm planning something entirely new that can also fall in the, the umbrella. Uh, and I'm excited to tell you more about it, but we got to nail down the details. And I will also say... Um, Again, Patrick, I know you don't want you're not really on social media much, but what what about uh, Wit? How would you like to you talk about that last time? Yeah, I'm gonna plug the same thing I plugged last time, um, which is Washington Improv Theater, um, WitDC.org um, to donate. There, they've you know been hit hard because of COVID. A lot of arts, uh, uh, yep. especially live arts companies, have. Um, if you've got anything you can donate, I'd say go for it. If you've ever been interested in taking an improv class. Uh, hop online and take one of their Zoom classes during quarantine. It's a super cool thing, and people are loving it. Um, yes. And uh, they're also, you know, go to their Facebook, like their Facebook page, and check out uh, all the great Zoom shows they're doing during this time. It's amazing how much good comedy they're still making during I this time. I just got an email from them. They're going to be doing um, a live series of improv shows during the election week and having people, like, public uh, participation, stuff like that. Sounds great. Yeah, really- I'll be in that so i'll send along information when i when i know more also um so i have two little things i want to say real quick next i've already i'm i'm this is gonna be breaking news to you too because i want to keep a surprise for you uh next episode guest and topic are already set in stone so you can look forward to it a week a month after this uh we will be having our good friend tyler moliterno coming back 
finally to talk something not Marvel-based, and he's having me revisit something I'm actually really excited to, because it's been a long time. We are going to talk the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh, hell yes. Okay, cool. I'm very excited to hear this. I need you to ask him something for me on the podcast episode. Okay, what is that? It is just what he believes is the reason that this kind of cool teenager is just hanging out with a super old man all the time. <laughs> all right. It is never, as far as I remember, even slightly explained. I don't remember. Um, so I'd love to get his thoughts on that. All right. Uh, we'll make a mental note and a physical note to bring that to Tyler. And Patrick, I have one more 30-second video to close things with. There wasn't really anything to put this in place with this thing because we already talked about the country games, but uh, pull up watch together. It's only 30 seconds. Okay. This was, remember when they ported the games to GBA? Yeah. So this was a Japanese commercial for the first country port. I have nothing other to say other than I think it's one of the funniest ads I've ever seen. Ready? I'm ready. Here we go. I've seen this before. <laughs> I think this ad is unbelievable. For people at home, it is... Describe John what we're will obviously post a link uh, for this. But describe what we're but seeing. It is, it is a guy in a Donkey Kong costume... Or maybe just a stuffed Donkey Kong no, it's a guy. riding an ostrich, a real ostrich, and a guy in a Diddy costume is just running behind him, and it is unbelievable. <laughs> and he's falling off again and, and again and again, and they dub in the Japanese voice, oh, 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 and the ineffectively run like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> it kicks ass. I would go so far as to say that it is Banana Slamma. Banana? That doesn't even rhyme. Also, no, there's an episode of the cartoon where K. Rule says, what does that mean? And Funky goes, I don't know, but it's pretty catchy. You and don't... it's, and you know what? I don't agree. I don't Sorry, think it's Funky. Well, Funky's usually, you probably usually high. I can't, you gotta take everything. There's an episode That's where he fair. sings about interplanetary visitor dudes. And somebody made a compilation of every time it's said. I'll end the episode with that. It's just two minutes of interplanetary visitor dudes. Interplanetary, interplanetary visitor dudes. I hate it. This is Sketch Watch Play and... Yeah, Banana Slamma. Good night, everybody. Ugh. Interplanetary visitor dudes. 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 Interplanetary mind body. <laughs>